Welcome to Bariatric Care, the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Connie Stapleton. This is episode 20. It's okay. I know how you feel. This is actually a bonus episode featuring Dana Mitchell Rosser, author of Through Thick and Thin. Dana provides a family and friends support segment for bariatric care each month. Please check out the entire program at www.bariatricare.com. In this episode, Dana addresses how sometimes the family members and good friends of persons who suffer from obesity feel very alone with their thoughts and feelings. The family member and friends might be afraid to share some of their innermost thoughts because they fear what other people might think of them and because they feel conflicted themselves about their thoughts and feelings. Dana shares how she experienced both love for her husband, who suffers from the disease of obesity, and how she felt fear, anger, sadness, shame, and protective at the same time. Listen as Dana speaks from her heart about how to deal with the thoughts and feelings you may be experiencing as a person who loves and cares for someone else who has the disease of obesity. As Dana wisely reminds us, Sigmund Freud once said, unexpressed emotions will never die. They are buried alive and will come forth later in uglier ways. Listen as Dana talks about the importance of getting in touch with your feelings and sharing them. Hello, how's everybody doing? I'm still trying to get used to connecting, but we're here, we're here. Thank you so much for showing up today. Um, welcome to Barry Aftercare. My name is Dana Rosser, and I am your host for the Friends and Family segment this evening, where we discuss issues that are specific to family members or friends who have loved ones who suffer with obesity. This is a safe place um, to express how you feel and what you feel. This is a no judgment zone. And most importantly, I want this to be a healing place for family members. If you were not here for the last two sessions, I gave an overview of my personal story and what my expectations are for this group. So if you missed that, um, just go back and look at the previous videos. Um, I believe they were February 3rd and March 3rd. You can uh, get a recap of those segments. As a reminder, I like to do this with every segment is I to let you all know that I am not a psychologist. I'm not a doctor. I'm speaking strictly from my experiences only. Um, just really quickly um, to give you a little bit of background about me. My husband, Dr. James Butch Rosser, at one time weighed 460 pounds. And yes, he was stricken with obesity. Um, in 2001, he had gastric bypass surgery. And so it's been a journey for him as well as for our family. And I'm here because I have a heart uh, for helping family members and loved ones navigate through this journey. So each month um, we always have a new topic. Um, and so the topic today is it's OK. I know how you feel. 
It's okay. I know how you feel. Boy, those words would have given me great comfort back in the day. I I felt so alone um, in my journey and didn't really know who to talk to about it. Um, Because of that, I decided to write a book um, entitled Through Thick and Thin, Facing Obesity Through the Eyes of a Loved One. And today's topic, um, It's Okay, I Know How You Feel, is actually a chapter in my book. So I just wanted to show this. Um, if you want to pick it up, you can. I'm not going to always go through. Um, the topics are not always going to be um, in the book. Um, but this particular month, I decided to um, to talk about uh, chapter five. It's okay, I know how you feel. Now, and, and my again, my book can be picked up um, at Amazon um, or where all books are sold. Okay. Um, so yeah, going back to it's okay. I know how you feel. Oh man. I just, I wish somebody could have just came up and said, I get it. I get it. But nobody ever did. In dealing with my husband's challenges, I often felt alone. I felt like I was on an Island all by myself. I would contemplate Uh, Is there anyone out there who truly knows the challenges that a loved one goes through? Um, Also, has anyone ever stopped to think that we exist? Um, And the third item was, had anyone ever felt what I truly felt? Um, Most of the time, I didn't have the guts to admit to myself my true feelings, uh, let alone um, to tell anyone else what I was secretly going through. I had so much shame that I was dealing with and I just kept it all inside. Um, In my mind, because I couldn't even admit it, excuse me, to myself, I often assumed that everyone else around me overlooked my existence. I was truly having a hard time with this. This is one of the hardest parts for me is that I struggled. I struggled with coming out about my feelings because fear of being judged. I judged myself so harshly. um, I would ask myself and you may be asking yourself, too. um, Well, if you're feeling these these contradictory feelings, you know, did I truly love my husband? You know, I would I would I would second guess that Um, I would also ask if I loved him, then why do I have these negative hurting feelings? As if to say that other couples don't go through this. So this is the the things that I was saying in my head, not that they made sense, (laughs) but I'm just letting you know, this is these are some things that I thought about. I certainly would not be ashamed if I loved him. Right. So what I was saying to myself, I wouldn't be ashamed of my husband. If I if I truly loved him, why would you have shame? And if true love is speaking the truth in love, then what do I have to fear? So a lot of times I think what triggered for me was the fact that when I was dating my husband, people thought that I was dating him because he was a surgeon. My husband was a uh, world-renowned laparoscopic surgeon. And and when we were dating, he was 460 pounds. And people thought that I was dating him um, because he was, you know, because of the status, because he was a surgeon. Um, They thought I was a gold digger, opportunist. So anytime I had these feelings of self-doubt about my contradictory feelings, um, 
I would go back to when people judged me when we were dating. Um, So I think when I had feelings of shame, it triggered those old judgments of what others thought of me, which is really sad. Um, I had haunting thoughts of, did I really love him? Or how can you love someone and feel feel ashamed of their circumstances? Um, It's crazy because I I knew I loved him. We knew we loved each other. Um, My heart knew that I loved him, but my mind kept playing tricks on me because I couldn't reconcile the conflicting feelings in my head. The one thing I know is that shame left untreated often grows more powerful. Shame is something else, I tell you. Um, What I do know for sure in doing this work is that two things can be true at the same time. Yes, you can love your spouse, your loved one with all your heart. And yes, you can also feel uh, feelings of shame, sadness, scared, angry, vulnerable, happy, protective, concerned, and filled with a multitude of other contradictory emotions about what this disease is doing to you and your family. So it doesn't have to be either or, an either or situation, which I previously believed. Let me give you an example of this. Butch and I traveled quite a bit bit before he had his gastric bypass surgery. Um, And so um, we would always, of course, uh, get on the plane and I would always try to walk ahead of him. Um, It's almost like I was trying to take on the stares that people would give him because you could see in their faces that they did not want him to sit next to them, which I understand, you know, you buy a seat, you want your seat all to yourself. You don't want to share it with someone who is of size. I get that. Um, But seeing that as a spouse is hurtful. So most of the time uh, when we would travel, I would try to get my seat right next to his because it was okay that he inconvenienced, you know, he was leaning over on me, on me, which is fine. And I just didn't want him to inconvenience someone else. So this one time we were traveling and we were on a plane and it was um, two seats on one side, I think three in the middle and two on the other side. Well, we were two on the left side of the plane. And I was um, by the window and Butch was on the outside. And so when he sat down, he broke the seat. The seat broke. The the back of the seat just gave way. And I, at that point, when that happened to him, I went into, as a spouse, I, I had so many different feelings going on, but I first went into protective mode. You know, that I said, okay, honey, that's okay. It's okay. Um, Let me get the flight attendant to see what we can do. Maybe we can change seats. Um, Everything's going to be okay. I love you. We're going to work this out. You know, I was trying to keep him upbeat because I felt I saw his his embarrassment. You know, I saw that in him and I saw the, the pain that he had. So my job in my mind, the first thing was protect him. I, I love this man. So I don't want anybody saying anything to him. I don't want, um, you know, people giving him a look. So I was like looking around. I was trying to get the stewardess. I mean, I was, I was just going into let's fix this. Let me protect my husband. This is somebody I love and something happened and I wanted to protect him mode. 
So after we got the um, the the flight attendant um, there, the plane was packed. So they kind of rigged the seat some kind of way where it kind of halfway was fixed. And I told him that I would sit in that seat. So I kind of I could not let the seat go back down. I had to sit up. So I sat up the entire time. I'm not sure it was a long flight. And so me and Butch switched seats. Um, so uh, I did that. And once we got going and we got on the plane and everything, um, we, we got in the air and everything was good. I was just mortified, you know, just people because Butch actually when he <laughs> I'm going back and forth, but I'm remembering things. When he sat in the seat in the seat in the back of the seat, bro, he actually went in the lap of the person behind him. And so we were apologizing to them, um, you know, making sure that they were okay. So once we got everything situated and we were in the air, that's when uh, for me, all these feelings start coming up. Yeah, it was the protective, the loving, the assure, trying to reassure him, holding his hand, letting him know I loved him, it's going to be okay. But also, too, I, I did feel ashamed. I did. And it's hard for me to say that even to this day, even though it happened many, many years ago. We've been married. We just celebrated 25 years of marriage. But this happened years and years ago. But just to tell you this story now, I feel ashamed and I feel shame that I felt that way. You know, um, I felt scared. I, I felt scared for his health. You know, for he's six, four, 460 pounds. That's a lot of weight to carry. Um, and so I was always concerned about um, his health. And if I was going to get a call that someone was, was going to tell me that, oh, my God, something happened to my my precious husband. So I was angry, too. I was angry at other people. But I think I was also definitely angry at Butch, um, especially when he would eat something that I didn't particularly like or that I thought wasn't good for him, um, I would just get angry and, and think to myself, you know, you're putting all of us in this situation um, with, with this issue. Um, but, but it was so hard for me to express that to him. So a lot of times I, I kept it inside. So as you can see, I had uh, many different emotions on for that particular uh, situation. I was protective. I was loving, reassured him. I was frustrated. I was ashamed. I was scared. I was angry all at the same time. I just didn't even know what to do with all that. Um. Laura Heacock wrote in her article, two things can be true at once. She says humans are multifaceted beings. We try and put ourselves into a, le a neat little box. You know, you're either good or bad or right or wrong or brave or scared, or mean or kind. Um, you get the picture. Um, she continued to say that no one is ever all one thing. Um, we all embody contradictions all the time. So um, I guess, you know, all this information that I'm that I'm gathering now, I wish I had had that, you know, 20 something years ago. Um, but um, but but I'm I'm so happy that that people are now speaking about shame and speaking about um, family members and, and obesity. And it's it's becoming um okay to talk about obesity and especially with with the family and how it's how it's impacting them um so 
to come to this realization of this concept was a game changer to me that two things can be true at once. I can love my husband. Yes, but I can also have these feelings that don't feel good, you know, to my soul, to my spirit. So, yes, there was nothing wrong with me, um, even though I thought it was back in the day. Um, but yes, two things could be true at the same time. So what what did I do with all those feelings before I knew better? Um, I stuffed them like most people do. Um, I, I, you know, I, in my mind, it was easier for me to move on and think about something else than to deal with what was in front of me. So I stuffed it. However, that is the wrong way to handle that situation. I mean, let me just repeat that again. That is the wrong way to handle the situation. <clears throat> Sigmund Freud said, unexpressed emotions will never die. They are buried alive and will come forth later in uglier ways. Let me read that again. Sigmund Freud said, unexpressed emotions will never die. They are buried alive and will come forth later in uglier ways. That's a powerful statement. And for me, those uglier ways surfaced as moodiness. Um, I was... You know, one time I, I was up and the next time I was down, I was moody with the kids. I probably had a short fuse. Um, I suffered with anxiety. Um, the anxiety uh, came from so many different things. But I know for one, I just worried about his health so much. And I just I just knew something. I just didn't want anything to happen to him. And so um, just the thought of, you know, getting a call on a daily basis brought brought up anxiety for me. I actually started stress eating and I'm not blaming him for that. I'm just telling you how um, this affected me by me not expressing myself. So um, I would start just eating, you know, even if I wasn't hungry, I could have just been thirsty, but I was just eating to, to calm that pain. Um, and then I also had about with depression and I found out all these things because I went to a counselor and, you know, um, and just was very open with her about my situation. And so she diagnosed me with that. Also, um, I did a lot of overthinking, you know, uh, what ifs all the time, constantly, you know, what if this happened? What if he falls asleep driving? What if he has a heart attack? What if this, what if that? I mean, just so many what ifs um, because of because of his weight um, that I don't think people really realize that that um, family members go through. And the list goes on. Those are some of the uglier ways that surface for me. Um, so you're probably saying, okay, Dana, so what do you suggest I do with all these conflicting feelings? Well, I'm glad you asked me. <laughs> First of all, it's really important that you acknowledge all your feelings, all of them, good, bad, and ugly. Don't dismiss a one. If you have to write them down in detail on a piece of paper and then throw the paper away because you fear someone reading it, then do that. OK, or write your feelings in a journal, but get them out of your head, because if you keep them in your head, I mean, we have this powerful thing called a mind that will keep on recreating all kinds of stories and scenarios and everything. But if you get your feelings down and you can actually see them, I know that that will help you. Seeing your truth 
um, and your feelings on paper is very enlightening. Um, sit with these feelings, hold a space for your truth. And this is this may be painful to do. Maybe you can just write one thing down and just sit with it. But it is so important that you just get real with yourself first. You have to get real with yourself <clears throat> and find out exactly where you are and what you feel. Because a lot of times I didn't even know what I felt. I felt so many crazy things and I never wrote anything down. But I'm telling you now that I know better, I'm doing better. So please get all these feelings out of your head. Um, you may find out when you sit with these feelings and hold space for this, for these feelings, you may find out that this was just a fleeting feeling you had due to the frustrate, due to the frustrating circumstance you're facing, or you may determine that these feelings are valid and you need to take some type of action, whatever they are own them. They are yours. You deserve to be heard. By you first and foremost. Sometimes acceptance of one's feelings starts with loving and giving yourself grace. And that is can be so hard. A lot of times, especially as mothers and women, we can give so much grace to, to our kids, to our husband, um, to our friends, to our community. And we lack that same grace to ourselves. I don't know where that comes from, but we need to work on that consistently. You know, um, you will have to, you will have time to unpack all of your feelings, um, but you first have to acknowledge where you are. And it's important to accept where you are with no judgment. Okay. There's a saying that each time you judge yourself, you break your own heart. That just makes me, uh, that hearing that just makes me so sad that each time you judge yourself, you break your own heart. Um, and I, you know what? I'm an empath by nature. Um, and an empath is someone who has the ability to understand and share their feelings um, of another. But for some reason, I could not transform that superpower <laughs> to include myself. Like I could not give myself empathy. Isn't that sad? So I'm really, really not sure why that is. But as Maya Angelou said, when you know better, do better. So I know better now and I'm trying to do better. I'm working still on this every single day. So don't think I have everything all together, okay? Because <laughs> I don't. And I'm not trying to come across. I hope I'm not trying to come across like that. But um, I'm just giving you words of wisdom and some little nuggets that can help you in, in your journey. Secondly, if you don't feel comfortable writing your feelings down, I would suggest talking to a trusted friend, a relative, a counselor, or even clergy. But promise me, when you do talk to these people, that you will be authentic. The last thing you need is to go in there pretending to be someone you're not. Um, so, you know, <clears throat> just say it like it is. I mean, I'm not going in there saying that you, you know, you go in there and you're saying all these crazy things, but just write down, be consistent with what, um, what, what you're feeling, write them down. And then when you go into a counselor, 
you know, you have them all written down, you know, so you're not, you're not thinking about it when you're there, you know, it's written down. Sometimes you got to do homework before you even go in, you know, watering down your feelings because of what others may think or feel about you is not helping anyone. And ultimately is wasting your time and others. If you're trying to get help, then you have to be all in. I promise you, you will feel better and just take a risk. And, you know, so so just be really selective of who you choose to go and talk to. You know, um, if it, it could be a, a trusted friend, um, it could be a relative, um, but just just really, really be able to feel like you can trust this person with your feelings. OK, that's really important. You don't want to talk to somebody and open up to them and then they go back and tell your relative what you said. I mean, tell your loved one what you said. That would be horrible. So um, just whoever you choose, just make sure you make a wise choice with that. It's so important that you're clear on how you feel before you tackle talking to your loved one, if that's what you desire. You know, ultimately, we really want the best for our loved ones, don't we? That's what we really want. We want them to be healthy, happy and whole. However, we have to want that as well for ourselves. We can't help them live their best life if we are carrying around unresolved hurt, pain, and fear. So the lesson for today is you are allowed to be both a masterpiece and a work in progress simultaneously. Okay, let me say that again. You are allowed to be both a masterpiece and a work in progress simultaneously. Give yourself permission to do that, to be that. Um, I hope my words today helped you in some small way. Um, please let me know if there's any um, suggestions that you guys may have or topics that you would like for me to talk about. Um, please leave them in the comment section or um, the question and answer section. And remember, we are all here to learn, share, heal and support. Um, so thank you so much for your time today. I hope that this helped. Please reach out to me and let me know if it did. Um, if there's a like I said before, if there's a certain topic that you would like to talk about, please let me let me know. And I'll see if, if I can um, get some information about it and, 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 you know, bring it up and talk. We're here to learn. We're here to support each other. Um, I really wish I had had this years and years ago. So um, it's my pleasure to be here on a monthly basis um, to share this time with you and to hopefully give you some little nuggets and some encouragement and to let you know you're not alone. Um, so again, this is a blessing for me and I hope it's a blessing for you. Just a reminder, we will meet back here live the first Wednesday of the month, um, at 8 PM Eastern standard time. And so I believe the date for the next meeting will be May the 5th. Okay. I hope you all had a great day today. I know I did. <laughs> I am, um, 
back here at home in Florida. I live in Florida, in Orlando, Florida. And so I just got back. I was in New Mexico before. And so I'm enjoying this weather. So I hope you guys had a great day. And thank you so much for tuning in. And please, again, just let me know if I can help in any any way possible. Okay. God bless you. Thanks for joining in. Have a good night. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Very Aftercare, the podcast. The information shared on this podcast is considered psychoeducation and does not constitute therapy or a therapeutic relationship. Be sure to check out all the great information I provide, much of it free, by visiting my website at www.conniestapletonphd.com. Be sure to leave your positive comments for this podcast and listen in next week to learn more ways to live your best post-op life.